everybody. Welcome to Podcast of the Four Horsemen, episode 10, where we're talking about grief and the seven stages of grief. Um, I would like to just say um, big shout out to Lubo once again, who's getting very far with his music industry. He has been signed up with LA. Uh, culprit who are the recording label who signed up within america his new tune has been released go on our sites and you'll be able to see the video or go online and listen to it it's only out on vinyl in la at this moment in time and it is out digital worldwide so please 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 have a tune in have a listen to what he's doing it's um techno it's not the banging part of techno it is actually the low slow jams of techno so it's not the bang 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 in your ears it's more chilled out more relaxed easy on the ears and you know nice listening so summer music summer music summer styles summer jams um he's doing really really good i'd suggest that you please 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 try and support him also and listen to his songs and what he's trying to do and what he's trying to achieve because even though he's not here with us he's actually still part of the podcast shout out to you Lubo. doing your thing yeah, we've got to, we've got to shout out Lubo, and we've got to shout out other people that have been helping us out. We are helping people with other campaigns. We do have things in the background with big local people who've got a million pounds, and they look after people in that in the area. They look after schools close by you, and they try to build the area up so that we live in a better community because that's what we strive for. It's all about the community. So speaking about community and helping each other out and giving shout-outs, I'd like to give a big shout-out to some of our sponsors that help us do this podcast each and every two weeks that we do it. Or we try to do it every fortnight, which will be the case from now moving forward. Yes, so shout-out to Grace Box. Um, you can go ahead, get your first box free. All you pay for is delivery. Get on www.gracebox.co.uk. They've got a selection of different flavours on there. Also give a shout-out to Emma's Mattresses. Um, go ahead and get your summer mattress now. So get rid of that winter mattress that's got you through through winter. Go ahead and get your summer one now at www.emmersmattresses.co.uk um, And I'd like to give a shout out to Vodafone as well um, in the Birmingham area on Corporation Street. Go ahead there, show them the podcast of the Four Horsemen on your phone, on your Podbean or your Apple and enjoy a nice 15% off. Uh, that's on us. So get yourself a new phone, a new contract, it's that new summertime Wi-Fi, season. you name it. You name it. Get one for your missus, get one for grandma, get one for the kids. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to one of our new sponsors, LA Gains UK. Making sure that you're eating healthy, not only physically, but mentally as well, as it's food for your brain and food for your muscles. So go ahead, go on Instagram, I know you've all got it. Don't tell me you ain't got Instagram, it's 2019, you've all got Instagram. Open up your Instagrams, go on LA Games UK and go and get your first box for £6. Or if you'd like to discuss multiple boxes, you can always DM them and uh, they'll be able to give you that information. And they uh, will give you a discount And uh, also. When you go to your gym, any gym that you're in, let them know LA Games UK is the place to be. That's the food you want. No vending machines, no little little cheap flapjacks from your vending machines or cheap sandwiches this you want real fresh, food fresh organic food organically with organic ingredients and so forth so go ahead la gains look i'm telling you straight i'm into this stuff because i need my brain to keep me active to keep my body going to keep me thinking straight and this is the thing people don't understand that food is food for the brain as well depending that's on what you're eating that's it and uh, what I'd like to do now is I'm going to pass it back to you, Rugs, and uh, we're going to welcome in our new co-presenter, 
which we are really, really glad to have her on board of the family of the podcast of the Four Horsemen. Um, so I would like to introduce you to a new co-presenter, new co-owner of podcast of the Four Horsemen, and I'm going to get her to introduce herself. If you could introduce yourself, please. What was Zen? Yes, of course. My name's Zen, and I'm happy to bring some feminine divinity to the Four Horsemen. Um, I'm a law graduate that recently returned from Australia after travelling, so I do like to travel and realise that I don't actually know what I'm doing, so just so that you know, you're allowed to not know what you're doing in life. Definitely. Um, because it brought me here, ironically. So I didn't know where I was going, but I'm here now doing something for, with a purpose that I realised law might not be able to allow me to fulfil. Thank you very, thank you very much. And that's what it's all about. I mean, in life, you never really know what it is you truly want until you stand back and take a look and think, is this really for me? But then you've got to understand as well, which is a point that I went through in my life, was I left school, could do a fair few things, and people saying to me, Rugs, what can you do? And I'm like, I can do a lot of things. I'm a jack of all trades, but I've got no paperwork to confirm it because you know I'm still yeah. at school I just leave yeah. it um, and I can guarantee you everybody when you leave out in certain times in your life you've got no direction um, but don't worry about there's no direction because you just remember when you was born you couldn't even crawl never mind walk That's but it. you have to learn That's you have it. to learn to where you're going um, sometimes you may not have the way but you might meet upon people that give you that idea that place where you can move going forward and give you some stability and some structure yeah. so as um, Zen says this is more her thing because it gives her stability and structure she believes in what we're doing she believes in what we're trying to achieve and that is the community because as you can tell the government doesn't care about us anymore um, they just put up our wages put up the the gas and electric every year, they put up counter tax every year, and we're living in a place where people are struggling. So I just to let people know, this is why we do all these sponsors, this is why we do all these things. You go to McCann, you can get 10% off, you can go to King's Lounge, you get 10% off, and this is why we bring these things so we can help out our community that we're living in. Don't think just because we're doing this podcast that we don't feel this thing. We do feel this thing. We've still got to get this up and running. We work 40 hours a week. Um, and we, we, you know, we have to put money into our homes and we have to put money to try and get this thing up and running. So this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. Each click that you do, give something back from our sponsors to give to somebody who's in less fortunate than ourselves. So if you've got all the money, you ain't really got to worry. So you may not be the person that wants to press that button, but just think of it this way. We're all on this earth together. So if you're telling me you can't press that button, I really don't know what to say after that. So what I'd say as well is anybody else that thinks as though, you know what, we like what they're saying, we like what they're preaching, and we, we want to test them and see if they're actually about that. So if you've got any projects going on, you know, if you're filmmakers, if you're into music, if you're into anything creative arts, media, whatever it may be, and you want that to be known to the world, get in touch with us, horseman, numeric number four, questions at gmail.com. Did you hear what he says? So that's, he says, we promote people. We promote our community because this is what's happening and we've noticed in our community, nobody knows nobody. You don't even know that the guy's opened that new shop down the road so he can't get no support for his shop. He's got to close down within two weeks. It's because people don't want to talk anymore. 
this is the thing that we're trying to say communication so if you it's believe a it's a lost art so if you've got something that you believe that you're running you want to move forward we don't mind helping to promote yeah we'll promote anybody because it's about our community and this is why we do it yeah and just to add in there it's just about elevating each other and i believe that if we all help each other and understand the impact of unity then we can get to where we need that's to That's the word right there, and you hit it right in the nail, unity. Because that's what we're about, we're about unity, and that's why we started this as well. It's not only because we all come from different paths, and it's all led us to the same path, but now we're trying to bring everybody else on that same path and help you guys get to wherever it is you're going. Come and have a chat with the Four Horsemen, wherever direction you want to go in, we can guide you there. Come on, have a little chat with us. Expose yourselves, get the exposure out there for yourselves, yeah. And uh, we'll help you yeah. with that. Get the exposure because, like we said, we're here to help. We do have links in the background that we can help you with. So, like we said, we're going to be coming and talking about mental health. We're going to be going in serious into this. It's not, it's not a joke. Um, the only reason why we haven't gone in so hard so forth is because, as you know, we've got to get you to warm to us so that you understand us and what we're trying to promote and what we're trying to do, and we understand you. To understand what you need because this is the thing if we don't talk nobody knows about nothing and we, if we don't educate and communicate to elevate ourselves to where we want to be then I don't I can't see a better future and that's what we're trying to promote a better future for us because we're the people as the government calls it in the slums they don't look out for us they're living in their big pretty houses so we've got to help our each of our to get to where we want to get to because I can guarantee you all these people doing these campaigns I'm not being rude to you and I do respect that you're doing this thing one love to all of you but I believe we just need to network that bit more where we can get the gains a lot more quicker because as you can see with these knife crimes they're not waiting on nobody or so forth so we need to when these people are doing these crimes I can I understand that they're not on their own when they're doing it so why are we as people that's trying to help well we are on our, on our own when they're not on their own just on that I'd like to say a saying that was said by a famous man uh, for you guys some of you guys might not might know who said this some of you might not if the people that are working hard every day to make this day make this day a bad place make this world a bad place ain't taking a day off why no, should we why should we and, and that was said by that. a man called Bob Marley yeah, don't. We've got to help each other, you know, as we can see how the world's turning. So, like we say, today's episode is about grief. I can really believe that a majority of the world have seen some form of grief one way or another, whether it was a loved one, a close one, or one way or another. But what we're trying to get people to understand is because of what's going on in the world nowadays with all these shooting killings, knife crimes and so forth, a lot of people are grieving. And I, I don't want to say it's a lot of people are grieving. I want to say the world is grieving because it's not just happening. You took the UK. words right in my mouth. The world is grieving right now. Yeah, the world is grieving and people are not understanding sometimes maybe be why people do things because grief can make you do some things that you would never believed in your head that you would have done that okay so what we try to say is the seven stages of grief so the seven stages of grief are not in a order it can come at any given time you could have two of the the um, stages at the same time so we're doing about it loosely and talking about it loosely because we can't say it's going to happen in these exact stages it could happen in any jumble or two could happen together and three could happen together so today we're going to talk about the three stages so the three stages consist of is a couple of elements so i'm going to get my colleague to speak about the seven stages okay 
Well, we're going to jump right in there with Shaq and Denial. Um, I'd put out there and say that this is probably indefinitely the first thing that somebody normally feels, purely because no one usually expects to lose a, lose a life. With death, I believe people think, are, are aware of it, but don't fully comprehend that it can happen at any time I think it's one of to those, anybody. It's one of those things where you think... It's always in the back of people's heads, but you think it'll never happen to you or anyone close to you. And then when it does, it just won't be hit straight away. But yeah, but this is the thing. Um, what we notice in life, um, people don't believe it's gonna happen to them. Okay, I'm not saying they don't believe. It's just that it's, things it's are always just in the back of your mind. Like you keep it towards the back of your head. Oh, um, it's not today. It's not today. It's like people try and put a clock on it, yeah. but there's no actual clock on it. There's the, no yeah, time there's when no it's clock. gonna happen. The shock part is. And the denial is because you can't believe that this loved one has just now passed. Um, and what makes it worse is probably an, an how extreme the death was. So if it wasn't your normal situation, normal circumstances where you was in your bed and then somebody found them, nowadays um, it's more traumatic for people. Especially with the, with the not knowing. Like a lot of, like it's happening today, like we touched on earlier, the knife crime that's going on in the world. The not knowing. So the family uh, probably don't know why their son or daughter was stabbed, what happened. Okay. They're you know, trying to wrap their brains around, well, what actually led to that? And then they start questioning themselves, well, was I a bad parent? What if I did this? What if I did that? And that's where the stage of shock and denial I comes, think, comes from. from. Um, so we've been speaking to um, a nice lady, her name's Amy Morgan. Um, her son passed away in 2015. Um, he got stabbed to death. Um, she has got other kids, so she's had to be strong for the kids, even when she's probably not strong herself. I think that's one of the worst feelings as a parent is having to bury your child. Um, it's not the best feeling in the world. I've had to bury my child. Um, it's it's horrible. I'm not going to say to you that it's any good, because it's not. But sometimes you have to go through something to find out who you are. Hmm. Because... You know, you could think to yourself, oh, I'm strong at this, but then you go through the situation and you're actually yeah. weak. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know how strong you are till you have to go through something. So like I was saying, I was speaking with Amy, and then to Amy Morgan, um, her son got horrifically taken away from her. Um, she told me her story, um, which reduced me nearly to tears, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been speaking with her, and she's going to come on the show to speak about what happened to her son, the impact of grief, shock, denial, and so forth. Um, so I've been keeping dialogue with her and other couple of people that have got campaigns about street crimes, all these kids that are dying. So this is my philosophy. I'm an elder head here, and this is how I look on it. It's supposed to be my era and above that's supposed to be passing off, but it's not. These kids under 20, they ain't even seen adulthood. They're still in their teens. They ain't even, they don't know nothing about life. They've never had a relationship. They've never owned their own home. They've never had to pay their own bills. So they've never seen nothing in life. Their life got took away from them over senselessness. Um, I can't comprehend how we're living in a world like this at this moment in time with such madness going on. Um, you know, people are supposed to be dying of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's because, you know, the threshold for that is 10 years. They say you're supposed to live that long. But we need to 
make people understand first and foremost the stages and you have to try and find a technique of how you're going to go about this so my technique is how I would like to see this is just my preference I'm not saying everybody else has got to do what I do I'm just saying that look let's talk about it so we can come somewhere so my preference is we need to un unite and network because if you've noticed and, and I need to point it out because this is what I really really believe if you're not networking you're going to get nowhere fast no, what? I agree completely. But I mean, just want to touch on what you said a little bit earlier. Um, you touched on your era, your generation. I mean, the kids that are out there today are younger than myself, carrying knives. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably one of the young heads on here. And I'm saying, my, my day and age, like the reason I learned to box, the reason I went into that semi-pro and I carried on boxing, was because it was an outlet for us. Back then, you have a disagreement with someone. You can have a little scrap, you can have a one-on-one, -on -one, you can all of that but now the kids are moving reckless they need to understand you're not going to live forever you're not as as superhuman or indestructible as you, as you think put that knife down and learn responsibility but, but it's on us to show them that responsibility it, it, it is because you got i believe in this it's not just we've got to say it to the, the users today behave yourselves behave yourselves behave yourselves everybody had to follow some kind of guidelines or something so i believe it's from the elders to the youngsters 100%. that have to do this because the elders do have the wisdom i just don't think they know how to communicate to communicate and portray it because when i was a kid i'm not even being rude and when i say do you think i had time to speak to my elders nope i didn't think did I. I could approach them yep. i didn't think they would back me i thought in my area you got used to get smacks so you kids are today getting smacks you won't Same. understand it or maybe. maybe that's what we need to bring back um, <laughs> there's a lot of things we need to bring back the government I, I you know i'm going to say a lot of things what i believe is probably drawn to this i'm not saying this is everything that's happened because for things to happen it takes a things in the background to start it off in the background and to make it come to the for to the forefront so i say to people look there's other ways of venting your anger but you've got to understand also what why these kids are probably doing it you have to understand every day they're showing sex things on the television so sex is going around mad nowadays it's more because it's, it's marketable they don't yeah. look at the harm they're causing no. all they think about is the money like another thing I want to touch on just while we're on that topic, which really annoys me, I'm calling this out to anybody that finds this offensive. You can find me in Flex Fitness. It's a boxing gym, yeah, and we can debate this correctly. So this is do this is directly pointed at the rappers of today, the ones that are, are out there mumbling whatever the mumbling. So I can't understand the word of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Now, when the youth, 12, 13 year olds, are looking at these videos. And they're seeing these people all grouped together in these little parks. Parks are supposed to be safe. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Place for kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. They see them all in these little parks together, waving about these knives like they're trophies. Yeah. Put that knife down. Because number one, they're not living what they're saying. Yeah. Number two, there's, there's someone directing that camera behind there. Yeah. It's probably an A&I guy. Yeah. They're going back home. They're putting that knife away and they're getting paid. You're listening to them and you're getting fueled by idiots. So... And so going on with that, so like I say with Amy, um, they do a thing called Operation Shutdown 19 UK, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, and what that is, is they've opened this thing. They've done a, a um, I'm trying to find the right word. So they've done, they went the other way to London. They went to, U, to the YouTube headquarters and they held a debate to say, look, they're coming to smear themselves in um, fake blood 
saying you need to wake up and it wasn't the fact that they're saying shut down YouTube even though there's that one called Operation Shutdown and there's one called Shut Down YouTube they're not directly saying shut YouTube down as, as a business what they're trying to say is you need to look at what your medium is promoting and mm -hmm. spouting because Guaranteed. you're promoting these kids saying yeah when I see a man I'm going to do this and when I'm going to see a man I'm going to do that this is come on yeah. come on I'm going to say something to all these people that proclaiming to be bad mans and so forth. They know bad mans. I'm going to say something to you that I proclaimed to be a bad man growing up myself. I'm not <laughs> going to lie, but I was a bad man that used my Long Islands, which were called your fists. fists. Yep. Yeah. And half of these people are in gangs like hyenas thinking they can just bum rush everybody. Bum rush means they're going about things the wrong way. Anybody in a gang feels feels comfortable, feels stable and feels untouchable. But I would just like to ask all of you individually, if I, to example, or somebody came to you and said something, put down your knife, let's go in the, let's go around the corner in the alleyway or on the field. Or on to Flex Fitness, the boxing or, gym. Or I was going to get back to that. <laughs> but go on the field and let's go and have this out. I can guarantee you 90% of them wouldn't want to fight me. Nope. Because they can't fight. Nope got a weapon to stop them from the weakness and the fears they have like everybody else put down the knife because like the people are saying that's going on if you're gonna stab anybody stab yourself because what you're doing by saying stab yourself I don't really mean go and stab yourself I mean if you're gonna stab somebody there you're stabbing yourself because you've took somebody's life and now you've just ruined the rest of your Another life thing I like two lives that are ruined Another thing I'd like to say as well, which touches in with the grief, so I've got a friend, um, he's made a mistake and he got locked up for that mistake. Now the mistake that he made was because he was an idiot. So he was on the other side of what we're talking about mm -hmm. and if I could somehow get him on a podcast, he will tell you himself that that day, it still goes over in his head every single day, we're eight years on, yeah? That's a part of grief that he has to live with. He's lost 25 to 30 years of his life now over a silly, stupid mistake. He, yeah. he hasn't. He hasn't. I'm going to... Yeah, stupid mistake. But what people have to understand is this, and people don't understand it. And I'm not speaking directly from experience, but I've lived around the world to know what I'm talking about, and I've experienced life. And that is... All your people with the knives, all your people with the guns that are killing somebody... Do you think that the judge or does the parents believe, not being rude when I'm saying it, I'm saying it all in love, but we've got to start somewhere. If you believe that the judge has got a sentence for you and he gives you your 25 years or you get your 10 or whatever you do in that regards as your punishment, believe me, that is not your punishment. No. You're going to do your little time, but what your punishment is, Every day when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you look in the mirror, doesn't matter what time of day, on the bus, driving your car, you're going to have a flashback. And the flashback is going to be the person that you killed. Yep. That is never going to leave you, ever. The only time that's going to leave you is the day that you die. 100%. So people need to make people understand, oh, you're going to get a slap on the wrist and you're going to go to jail, you can do your 10 years. And some people can say, oh, well, I'm fine with that. That is not your punishment. Your punishment is the relive of it every day of what went down, that will be a punishment till you die. 100%. So if you think, oh, I hate this person, I'm going to remove this person, that, nah. you're not removing that person you're from nowhere. You're removing well. yourself 
from the world that you're in, the luxuries that you're enjoying, but you're embedding that person into your head and heart forever because you're not going to forget that person for the rest of your life. Definitely. Definitely without a shadow of a doubt. So also, like we get back to um, with the seven stages of grief, um, there is also... Pain and guilt. And what so does the pain and guilt deal with on that side? That's basically self-explanatory. So the, the immediate pain of losing somebody, usually because you imagine a future with them and that gets rubbed from you immediately. So there is no other way but to feel the pain of that. I mean, the guilt side is whether, I'm guessing not applicable to all but if you feel like you maybe have contributed to somebody getting to the point where they're no longer with us that may make you feel guilt um making that a whole other realm of mental capacity to actually take on yeah so the, that, to deal with yeah because th that's the part with the guilt part the guilt doesn't mean that you've actually done anything this is the worst thing about it so the the part of the guilt is probably not explained properly as best as it could mm. the guilt part is for example's sake um you've gone through the pain and once you go through that pain and you go over it's like a guilt factor comes over you um people that haven't done things in life still feel a guilt factor so example to show you what i tried to mean i don't mean to be rude if somebody got touched by somebody in the wrong ways that person who it happened to has the guilt to say it must have been me no it wasn't it's just an emotion that you have to go through because you have to understand in life you have to go through emotions half the time when people do stupid things yep. it's over emotion yep 100% but another thing I want to touch upon the guilt like what we was talking about in regards to the knife crime that subject was already on yes so I look at the guilt as one of the stages of the grief from the family side, the family that have lost someone. So the parents are, oh, maybe if I wasn't working so much, maybe if I was at home, maybe if I did this, maybe if I'd done that, shoulda, coulda, woulda sort of thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I think that's kind that's of the, where that, the guilt yeah, that touches add in, as well. That does add into the guilt part because, um, you know, I've seen people, example, probably partners had an argument today, for example's sake had an argument this morning yeah we have arguments you know it's just our way of venting our anger and our frustration and the probably the morning the partner went oh good but leave me alone i haven't got time for you and then that person passes away that's a guilt as well that adds to it because the last interaction is always going to be on the mind. That's where the guilt comes from. Oh, the last thing that I said to her or him was, wasn't pleasant. And then we, we left on bad terms. Right, so the guilt part of it is, I'm never going to ever be able to tell you how sorry I am. And I didn't mean to say that to you. And I didn't mean to have the argument. But it's that factor of it's too late. Yeah. And that's when they'll be spending the rest of their life looking for closure which you probably won't even get. But this is the thing, and um, anybody that knows anybody that's going through any grief, I am going to say this, if you say to yourself that you're their friend, the best friend, or whoever, it could even be the neighbour next door, you need to check in on these people, and let me tell you why you need to check in, because people that's going through pain want to get out of the pain. Yeah. Some people can handle it, some people can't. Some people don't handle it where they take their own lives because they couldn't handle the pain. I think that goes in with like the anger side of the grief stage. So it, it, it does go into that side. They're fully vented and they've built it in their heads over and over to the point where the anger gets the better of them and they either lash out 
or they lash out themselves. Yeah, so yeah, it is like the anger part, and it, it is the do, the do lash out because what happens is when the guilt comes, because like we said, we're speaking about it loosely so because it's, it's not like going to bottle of emotion. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to go in all the ways that we're saying exactly. We're just saying that these are going to be the symptoms, but it may happen in different ways. So if you do know somebody, because we live in a world of negativity, and negativity draws ne- draws good people into negativity. Please go in and check on these. Is that people. old saying? Um, sometimes misery loves company, but sometimes the correct company can take the misery out uh, out of that positivity. Person. It does, and in the, and half of the time, I do believe. Um, I have been through a lot of things in my life, and I do believe talking some things does actually ease off the pressure of what pressure you're actually under. So. If you a person that has in going through grief at this moment in time, for whichever way, shape or form of somebody passing, look, I would say, come on, talk to somebody. Because we're living in a world of mental health has got up on a mass scale. So as we're saying, mental health is going up on a big scale nowadays. Yeah. So people could probably with, want to withdraw themselves away from certain things. What do you think about that, Zen? I think that mental health is something that we all need to come to terms with in terms of the fact that we all experience it and will always experience it. Yes, definitely. And the more that we normalise mental health and grief together, the more it's just going to be less of a taboo so people are not so embarrassed to talk about it or can be more raw and honest with their emotions out loud. So obviously a lot of these people that are grieving will say they're okay. But they're not. But they're not. And the only reason that they feel that they need to say they're okay is because mental health has been such a taboo from way back when. And yeah, and then like other people, why they say that they're all right is because they think they're going to get ridiculed. That's it. It's like we've said something before, nobody wants society to look down on them. But I say forget about like that concept. I know it's hard to say, but that's why... If if, like Rock said earlier, if they're your friends, if they're your best friends, partners, and they're going through it, and you can see it, speak to them. Speak to them. If anybody's listening to this and you're, you think, you know, you've experienced mental health and you want to talk, but you're not too sure what people are going to think or say, forget what people are thinking and saying. Come join us, yeah? Horseman for questions at gmail.com. Send us an email and speak to us. And also, also with there with the mental health side of things, I have been speaking with some um, doctors and nurses and so forth, and we are going to be touching, we are going to be having a mental health um, topic. Um, like I said, we're just trying to get people to warm to us first, understand us so we can understand them, um, and then we're going to start going into these topics. So um, at a later date, we will be speaking about mental health. It's something very close to me because it's something that me and my brothers and sisters go through with our mother. Um, other friends and family and people that we've met along the way so we will be touching up about mental health but we're going to put that to the side burner because we're going to have a big topic about that and we're going to want people to uh, um, dialogue with us we're going to want you to be open and honest because people ain't talking and if we ain't talking how are we supposed to solve something if everybody's mouth shut We've got two ears and we've got one mouth, so the two ears is for listening and the one mouth we've got is for talking. 
I do apologise for that. Um, that's my fault. Speaking about communication, so that's communication. When, when you attract so communication, that, communication comes. That was what you of, put out in the universe, the universe gives back to you. That, that, <laughs> that was one of the sponsors trying to get through. So I do apologise. I did tell them I'll be calling later to give me a call later. So I do apologise. So like I said, um, we will be touching up on mental health, but that will be for another subject. So the next day of um, going through with um, mental health is bargaining. That, comes basically saying after the anger and the frustration everything comes a bargaining and um, this is to try and get some kind of control um and people bottling up their emotions and releasing it so i think this is like probably a stage where a lot of people go through different toxic like stages where they rely on like, the drink or the pills or yeah, other outlets to try and, and escape the reality yeah, because it's, it's them at the stage of why me yeah why me? Why yeah. me? That's the bargaining part of your brain, thinking of the shock of basically what's happened. Um, we need to, like I says, speak openly or honestly about things like this because, like I says, people are turning to drinking drugs to try and get away because they believe they've got nobody to talk to, no support in the background and so forth. So what we're saying is, like I'm trying to promote that, the government don't really care about us, so we need to start looking after each other in the community. And the reason why I say that is because we are the community. That's it. Another thing I want to just touch upon there is, like you said, where people start turning to the drink and the drugs and the pills and the XYZ, is nowadays that's becoming such a normality that people are looking at it thinking it's normal. Oh yeah, that's normal, that's normal, that's it's, normal. It's but you don't understand. Up, it's because they came up with recreational drugs. That's it. And people don't actually understand. They might be going through something. So if you see like a friend or a close one and every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it, will be, it doesn't really matter what the day of the week it is, but they're going through the drugs and the drinking, it could be because there actually is an underlying problem and you need to just communicate. Just speak to them say, look, put the drink down, let's talk. Put the drugs down, let's talk. What's going on? What's really going on? But until we don't communicate and see these signs and actually pick them up, we're not going to really know. And just remember, just to add in one quick thing quickly, is also certain things and factors where we're going to pick up on is people turn to drinking drugs for a lot of things and I want people to understand. So if you've got people that are struggling to survive and struggling to live, people will never understand this concept is they will turn to drugs now people will say but you've only got this little bit of money and you're turning to drugs and you're spending all your money and flitting it up the wall on drugs understand where there is pressure there has got to be a release so this is why people go and take drugs so they've got to think about i can't pay my gas bill i can't pay my water bill the, the rent's killing me um, i can't afford no electric for my house and even with these things people turn to drugs or alcohol it's their release to try and get away so people won't understand the part of oh he's only got 30 quid but he's gone and brought 10 pounds worth of gear um it doesn't sound plausible and it doesn't sound sensible but please understand it's their release to try and get away from the world you get people that watch kiddie films to try and get away from the world because of how the world is promoted and how it's going nowadays so what other things would we say is added to the seven stages then? 
Yeah, so just to follow on, so we'll be going into a little bit into depression, but I think the main thing that we lead into this point is that time is a healer. So maybe during the journey of grief, trying to remind those who are struggling that it's time that's going to heal rather than any finding comfort in other means. Um, so yes, that's why we'll be talking about that later on. But I would just want people to know, yeah, is that look, even though we're sitting here and talking up, talking like as if we know everything, let's just get to your show, yeah? I've been through grief. I've been through this stage myself. My co-presenter Zen has been through exactly the same kind of thing. So we're speaking not just as talking, we're speaking from actual experience. Yeah. You have to sorry about the ice cream van, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a valid point too. So when I say grief is a journey, that's be only because I feel like at my in my journey at the moment, I'm able to come to the terms of stage seven, which we'll talk about later. Um, so with the depression element, it's it was it's inevitable that losing basically feeling like you're losing piece of your heart is going to leave a hole. Yeah. And it's a hole that doesn't grow bigger or change shape. It's just how you see this hole. But initially, this hole is very deep and can leave you very, very in a dark place mentally within your mind. And I think from the depression, that's where it comes to loneliness. People start shutting everybody off because they don't want people to see them at the worst and they don't know what to say. I think as well, yeah, you've got to remember. So I'm going to speak from experience. I, okay, you've got these seven stages. But for me, I'm not being rude. Everybody is probably as strong as I want. I left home from a kid, so I've had to stand on my own two feet and be a man as a teenager. Yeah, so I left home at 15 and I'm here still today. So I've had to go through a lot of ups and downs. I can guarantee anybody that I've been through so much that this is who you've got today, Rugs, where I'll just say my piece. You've had your trials and tribulations along the way. Yeah, and... Um, what happens is, it's not the fact maybe sometimes that seeing people see them down like that. It's just they don't want to be around anybody. They yeah, don't want. That's I, don't it. Want, I, I remember when my father died. I'm gonna just say I'm opening honestly. And my friend came to me and he goes, "Look, look, Rugs. I'm not gonna let nobody come around yet at this moment in time because of your persona. Yeah. He goes, I'm gonna keep people away from you because." This is the first time it's happened to you, so we can't say how you're going to react. Are you going to get mad? Are you going to get angry? They goes, look, we're just going to keep people away from away from you just in case you do snap. So that was my friends looking out for me then and thinking of my mental state of where I'm going to be and so forth, considering that they look up to me and I've always trying to look out for people. I always have all my life. And you don't want to be around nobody. Your phone rings. It's your best mate, you know. Your best mate you've seen for 30 years, you don't even want to talk to him. Hang up, throw the phone on the floor, sling it across the room because you don't want to be around nobody. It's that stage of it's me against the world kind of. I'm probably not explaining it right, but that's the kind of feeling you get. You don't want to speak you to You kind of want to leave yourself to deal with your own situation. You, you, you want to just curl up like a fetus mm -hmm. and just stop there and hope that nothing else comes along your way for the rest of your life. That's how you feel. You don't. You don't even want to think about tomorrow. You don't even want to think about next week. The bill comes through the door. <laughs> that letter goes across the room. 
that's the stage you're at. You make your lowest, lowest, lowest ebb. And this is the ebb and the lowestness where I've seen people take their own lives because they can't take anymore. They were there, tear that, they were there, whatever you want to call it, they can't take no more. So that's the loneliness part of it where they want to keep away from people. You know, we don't know what people are going to do when you go through things, you've got to go through it to know if you can come out on the other I side. I think that's, that's another thing as well. I mean, yeah, you got to be there for as much as you can in whatever capacity you can be there but for. But they've got to help But until this they out. see that self-reflection, yeah, that's when on. they're going to actually come out of the bubble that they're in. Yeah, it's, it's, it, has, it has got to be some kind of reflection at that at that time. So what else would you be able to add on to that as well, Zed? So I would suggest, um, just a little bit in that, when children are grieving, trying to pick out all these signs of depression or the loneliness is going to be very hard because very hard, yeah. children don't know how to even control their emotions. Yes. Adults don't. Yeah. Most adults don't. Adults yeah. don't controlling your emotions and not letting somebody else control them, which most people do and don't realise, um, is, is, a, is a hard skill that you learn with age, I believe, and experiences. Yeah. So when children are going through these this point, it's, it's good to be mindful of just checking changes in isolation and checking that maybe they want to be alone or maybe they're actually forcing themselves into being alone and looking at the situation and reflecting in that way alone. So very, just keeping an eye on that yeah. is, is a major part at this point it, because it, is. it will be this point in a child's life that you will make them understand how to perceive death and how to handle it healthily for the inevitable when it comes again. So like I can touch up a little bit about that myself. So like when I was 12, 12 years old, one of my best friends, um, he was stabbed. Um, he didn't make it. Um, we was best friends growing up. And uh, one of the reasons we, we got together was we both started boxing together. It was from the same sort of area. And uh, he, went, he went down the wrong side. You know, I wasn't with him. I was meant to actually be with him that day. After school, school's finished. Yeah, we're going to go to the usual spot, chill. I went boxing instead. Obviously, being 12 years old, that was more appealing for me at the time, because I was just getting into the use of everything and excited, I was excited new, and fresh, that's it, everything. Looking it, yeah. forward to it after school, not really caring about school, just waiting for that clock to finish so I can get into boxing. So I went straight there. News found out later, and that's when the grief hit in as well, because I didn't really want to be around nobody. But like you were saying, it's hard to find it with a child, because when you're a child and they want to be alone anyway, so people look at it and think, oh, they just oh, want to be alone want anyway. To be alone. They don't really see they're, the signs. Oh, they're, they're hitting their that teenage years where they just want to be away from everyone, finding themselves. It's very hard to pick up on a child. No, listen, it is more than hard to pick up on a child because you have to understand that a child is not of an age where they uh, are at a stage probably where they openly speak. You, I mean, you, you, you get up to that stage in life of openly speaking. Because when you go to school, your school years are learning to socialise. There's a lot of things added to that, so I'm not going to just add yeah. like, it's just that. But this is you learning to socialise, to speak to people for when you're older, for when you're leaving school, when you're going to step into the world. So kids usually keep themselves away from anybody anyway. So yeah. you, it's very hard to spot those signs when it comes to kids. Like I said, because kids are already... Some, you'll have some kids where they'll just stop in the bedroom and chill, and that's their stuff. So you try and find and see those seven signs in that child, it's going to be a lot more harder because mm -hmm. it's a child that likes to be on their own anyway. And in the same saying as well, like, well, for myself personally, it took me a couple of years 
good four or five years to actually deal with it and actually overcome it. Because for a long time, I didn't really get close to nobody like that again. Um, yeah, it does affect you. A long time. I went through those stages, but like until we're speaking about it now, and I can recollect and go back and think, actually, you know what, I do remember going through these stages, but you don't know when you're going through them at the time. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is hard to... Whenever something happens which causes you grief, it's hard to actually overcome those stages by yourself. It, yeah. It is. I went through a stage myself. Um, you don't see it at the time because it's maybe your first time of going through it. So it's that old saying, I guess, like, you know, you, you walk so far into, into the forest, you don't see the trees. Yeah, so I'm going to sh- show you, like, an incident. Um, my uncle's aunt, my uncle's wife, sorry, which we call auntie, we don't disrespect, yeah. we don't say, oh, my auntie-in-law or stuff like that. It's my auntie, right? So um, when we was kids and my dad and my mum used to take us up to go see them and you know, we could get to see our auntie and our uncles, and we used to call her Aunt Mama. Do you know, like Big Mama's house and all <laughs> the rest, but we called her Aunt Mama. That was her name. Aunt Mama passed away. I must have been about 14, maybe at the time, probably even 13. And I went to my friends, and because we, so, we, we got lots of things in common, his dad was a sound man growing up, my dad was a sound man. We still got all the records, which some records cost a thousand pounds just to buy one of them now and so forth. And I went to my friend's house and his dad had passed away. So he's got all his dad's music and so forth. And we're sitting in the house and we're talking. So I usually go and check him on through the weekend and then come back home and then I'd go to work or do whatever I was doing. And I'm talking to my cousin and he put on a, a song. And because my aunt mama died, I didn't have no kind of emotions. I couldn't reflect, I couldn't do nothing, it was just numbness, if that was probably the right word to say, and I wasn't crying, I wasn't showing no emotions, I wasn't doing nothing, so I was sitting in my friend's house, and they put on a song called, by Bob, a song on by Bob Marley called Natural Mystics, which is all to do with spirits and the soul and so forth, and um, once you put on that song, I'm telling you, I broke down, I couldn't stop must have been crying for like three hours and you know like when you're trying to hold that cry to say yeah man that's it now I'm, I'm over it yeah yeah <laughs> and I, no seriously i couldn't understand because i'm a person that don't really cry yeah same. so i couldn't understand all this emotion just came over me and all these tears were just pouring out and my, even my friend was looking at me like well right you, you're all right bro because we know you, you, you're strong-minded. I say, look, everybody pretends to be strong-minded. Yep. Especially men. With, oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. Let's go down that room. All men think that they're hard, or all men think we can do this. I'm going to tell you that. And I'm going to tell all men today and speak about it. You are nowhere near as hard as you may think. Let's go through a situation and then we're going to know that you ain't hard. And it's not about hard with fighting. It's about hard with dealing with emotions. Men don't speak about emotions. I remember me growing up as a kid, speak about emotions. No. You wouldn't get, you get nothing called. out of me because it was a weak point if yeah, you spoke you about it. People would pick on you or they'd find your weak point. They'd want to eat your weak point up for you. So we didn't do that. It only took me, I'm not even going to lie, it took me to get to about 21 before I could sit there and, and go, I don't care about speaking about emotions. I don't care about what you got to think about my emotions. I'm going to speak it. So yeah. I'm going to say to people, speak emotions because there's been enough times where 
i could have been swallowed alive by situations but speaking to somebody actually helped me and that's it yeah. and at the same time is knowing who to speak to about certain situations i would say speak to anybody close to the family member because this is something that me and my friend went on before the goes imagine something happening your kid was getting bullied at school yeah. Mm, just right. as a parent, that's probably one of the worst situations. Because right. my mind right now, I'm young, so my mind's gonna go straight to yo, who am I beating up? Who's right. getting it? Right. And so, where am I gonna go get it now? Well, that's what happens. Because remember, yeah. the quickest fights in the world is over a woman or over a child. Yeah. Parents fighting over a child. Hundred percent. Right? So, I believe is because we was um, little kids and so forth. When you're little kids, you don't want to speak your mind, like I was saying. Mm. Please, please, women can speak their mind. They're very quite easy at doing it. But men, I've seen men not being able to speak what they've gone through. And God rest their souls, I've actually seen them hang, like, take their own life. Yeah. Because if they couldn't get the feelings out or they thought everybody was against them or they thought it was going to be ridiculed. And I'm an example. God rest Ace's soul. Um, there's a guy that we know, um, people that's listening to the podcast, some of them know Ace as well, and I'll, and I'll tell the story. Um, he was kind of suffering some kind of depression, um, and he ended up having an argument with his missus. Um, he had an argument with his missus, and missus went out. Didn't think nothing of it. Nothing of it. She went away. Not a problem. She went out. She done some shopping, whatever, came back. She's shouting at Asa, 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 where are you? Because by then now, her argument, what she had with him, had gone. Because you know, you get over argument. You just got to get out of your system sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you need that She came back and she was shouting, shouting, what's going on, what's going on? So she went upstairs. Oh, where is he? But she could see the, you know, like the loft, you know, the stairs which can go like up into your loft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she saw the stairs, so she went up and he was hanging from the rafters. No, that's terrible. No, it's, it's, it is terrible, but like I says, we have to start speaking about these things because if we don't speak about them, um, there's just going to be more people going through the grief factor. There's going to be more people, like we said, suffering with mental health because I see people with mental health grieving as well, that's even it. though it's just mental health. Yeah. So what we're trying to say basically is that this depressive state is quite a heavy part of the grieving process and I believe probably from the first stage up until this point, you're probably going to go back and forward between each stage um, Definitely, yeah. continuously for a few years because as I've said, grief is a journey. It's not something that you wake up and it's, you're just okay with avoiding your whole, in your heart, sorry. Mm. Um, I think as life goes on over the period of your grieving, you start to see that the whole's not changing, the shape of the grief's not changing, but life is. You start experiencing life more and kind of get a taste of life again and um, whether that's within 10 years or within six months and then that's where you start seeing an upward turn definitely which is different yeah. you got to be persistent you got have that persistence to know that there is going to be light at the end of the dark night like for every struggle you're going through you're struggling for a reason because you're getting somewhere there's a journey this journey of life never stops yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think um what people and give them some comfort as well is this look i know that you're going through your darkest times wanting to use better words um it will get better i can't give you a time factor it's impossible 
the reason why you can't give me time factor because everybody's individually that's so everybody yeah. handles things individually in their own time just like learning some people learn fast some people learn slow you can never know when you're going to come out of this dark hole but i'm going to say to you is you will come out of the dark hole what used to upset me over it was something like this happens and you want the world to stop you want the world to stop you, you're grieving that bad you want that world to stop but the worst thing is the world is not going to stop just because you're grieving it's not me saying that oh stop you, you, you know you've got to get over it i'm just trying to show you points of factors of what you're going to feel of when you're going through it but that's just to jump in there Brooks. Yeah, that's what the grieving period is there for you know have your time to grieve but no you have that to wake up you will eventually, eventually have to like there is going to be an upward turn and that's when you can start looking at life from a different angle and working through it and reconstructing yourself so you, you're all broken up you're broken down but you got to pick yourself back up and that's when you're you're strong enough now mentally physically emotionally strong enough to start reconstructing yourself and working through it but this is what i was the point i was trying to lead to is that um you're gonna have to go through it do you know when you've actually been through it i'm gonna just say to you is that you're now in my eyes a leader 100%. the reason why you're a leader is because you came out on the other end i wouldn't say unscathed or whatever but you came out the other end um a leader is somebody that can go through these things i'm not saying that you're a world leader or not but you could be a leader for your community your family whoever you go through things like that help the other person go through it because this is why we're not looking after each other this is why the communities upsets me and the broken you know i do have to blame the government but i do have to blame us in the community as well because it's our community and we should um, I'm not saying control the community, but we're supposed to have some talk in a community of where we are. So I believe people that are going through this and coming out on the other end, you are leaders. But yeah, like I says, the world is grieving right about now. England's grieving to the tilt. The UK's grieving to the tilt. And I think that's what's probably what's missing. Out. That's probably what's missing is that leadership. The leadership's missing. Leadership's but it's a saying that we have. It's a saying that we have in boxing. It's saying that we have in boxing, which can relate, is. It's not about how hard you can hit, but it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving. Yeah. And nothing hits you harder than life. Yeah, nothing ever will hit you harder than life. Life has some things that it throws at people that sometimes some people couldn't even contemplate that somebody went through that. Mm -hmm. But you ha what I have to make people understand is it is life, and life is going to kick... I can't really just say it openly, honestly. Every day, life's going to want to kick you in your face. I say with a say like that, they're gonna really pick up his foot and kick you in your face because you do. can't do that, obviously. <laughs> but it's just the same to confirm life is always here to kick you in your face. If or, you let it. If you let it. And but what I need to point out as well, like I'm trying to say, when I was a kid growing up, the elders as elder kids used to look out for us. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody was trying to attack us or something, they'd look out for us. They can't come in our area and do this. But nowadays what I've noticed is the community They've given up. They've given up. So, and this is what I'm do. I'm noticing now because of this, what we, and I'm grateful that I had it growing up. I'm really, really grateful because it is part of what made me today. 
but the kids today looking out for the liquids. I'm not uh, put the ones that are looking out for them to the side. Take them out of the picture because sometimes I speak and people don't see my picture. <laughs> take the ones who are looking out for the kids out of the way. But you know the ones that waned. These are the ones that are going like, oh, oh yeah, come ride with me. I'll give you some. You, you sell these drugs, you make some money, and, that, and then they're looking out for them losers. in the wrong, in the I'll wrong tell you way. Straight, you and, yeah, and not building the child because when you see them going back in time, you see guys making 12-year-olds carry drugs because they know the 12-year-old can't get locked up. Exactly, that's what they do it. So they're abusing it. But when I was growing up, people were, the, the, the elders, the, the elder kids were looking out for us. So I'd be like 11, probably 10, 9, and these are 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds looking out for us. Same. You know what I mean? Okay, some of them want to slap you around the head and kind of mess about because that's just upbringing. But these people had your back and looked out for you. So you had some... You had some stability and a sense of purpose where you could just at go and attack at anything. Is it? I want to go for that job. I want to go because the gave you like to build your structure up as well, so that you could take you, on and try and do these things. What you're describing, Rugs, yeah, is the essence of community. You had community there. You had the leadership, whether it be, you know, the the olders in the block, you know, keeping you from going astray. Yeah, slapping you up for a little joke and stuff, but they're preparing you. For the world outside which you is, had that out the there truth, yeah. yeah when i was coming up i had that there when you look at it now it's gone it's, it's gone it's gone you got the blind leading the blind it, it isn't the, and the, uh well look on it the blind can't lead the blind anymore because if the blind is going to lead the blind we're all going to be blind that's it because like i says with this going on in this in this era the negativity negativity is pulling in all these good kids good people that want to do all this thing and what puts in negativity media 100%. i'm not pinpointing just the media because it is individuals as well doing it but like i say the, the media need to look at what they're doing have a bit of um humility and say like look okay peoples we totally understand this is hurting you and how how much more times do we have to shout it for these people to understand what we're going through? So these media outlets and everybody, I think everybody needs to unite. If you believe that we don't need to unite, because I'm going to say you all, if you believe we don't need to unite, you need to get through to me at horseman numeric number four questions at gmail.com because I would love to have a dialogue with you to have a communication where we can speak because I want to hear anybody's negative sides of anything we're doing today we implore you to contact us we implore 100%. you to um, dialogue with us because this is the thing I could be spouting this and you don't believe it and you're spouting something and I don't believe it but the only way we're going to come to some understanding is communication. communication and talking about it and listening to other sides to understand and get a grip on what they're trying to say that's it so the next bit the next thing that would be going through just to wrap up on uh wrap up on this now is uh so we're going through reconstruction and working through so this may leads where we've done the upward turn now and your perspective may may have shifted it slightly, and I'm saying ever so slightly, um, to seeing the, a better side of life and understanding the idea behind having a brighter day after a dark night. 100%. Um, and just trying to keep moving forward because as Rog said, life doesn't stop. Nope. And the quicker you understand that, the quicker you're proactively now going to try and 
sort yourself back out um but as everyone's saying here this is not something that we're taking lightly of course it takes work but feeding into the negative and continuing to try to do that you will at one point realize that's not going to get you anywhere and the only way to go forward is to take those steps see this as a, um, a learning curve for life and move forward that's what i wanted to touch upon moving forward because life will never move backwards life does not move backwards the hours and the clock don't go backwards they go forward so at this point this is the point of where you've you've been through the worst part and now you self-reflect you know you're able to stand back up you're able to look yourself in the mirror and think okay this is where i've got to move forward this is where i've got to reconstruct myself work through it and move forward because life goes on yeah it, it does you, you, you need to like um Fred was saying this now at this stage you've got you've gone through the downward spiral you've gone through this shock the anguish the pain the, the bargaining and all the rest and this is the, the start where you can actually look yourself in the mirror and say look oh today's a better day okay so you're gonna start reconstructing your life again without the loved one that you've passed and now it's got to a stage of where you know what the days seem a bit more brighter than darker how it usually was and um, you're gonna start um, seeking to go through financial problems reconstructing yourself and your life without him or her whoever passed away in your life so that will be the reconstruction part where now you'll be able to feel better in yourself you'll even probably feel that bit better where you'll be able to speak a bit more about of what happened because before you wouldn't want to speak about it where now you want to speak about it maybe a little bit or you give people little signs of what happened or you tell them a little okay it might not be a big spill but just telling them that little information has helped you now to alleviate all this anguish pain and suffering off yourself and then once you've gone through that and you're starting to build yourself back up and you're looking into work and now you're looking better you have accepted that's it and that's what it's about now. Yeah. it's about being able to actually review it now and think okay i've been through the worst part so where do i go from here and that's when you, you have that bit of hope acceptance that I'm gonna move forward for the better and you start appreciating the little things a little bit more yeah, you start appreciating and knowing that okay maybe we're all not going to be here forever but while we are here together forever you know while we are here right now we're not going to be here forever but we can help each other together and how can i help someone to not go through what i went through that's and that's that's what it's about the acceptance and hope of moving forward yeah and I believe that the void that you feel like this death has caused, it's not that you're actually trying to fill it with something else, it's just that you're, you've now become comfortable with it and move, trying to move forward and change your life for the better now and use your experiences and see it as being resilient yeah. and a strength of yours rather than a weakness from the beginning. I guess it's that point of where you find a peace with yourself. Find yes. a peace with yourself and with what's happened, yeah, Acknowledge, it is, yeah. acknowledgement yeah, and it's, peace. It's, it's definitely the peace side of things. Um, like I said, it's the acceptance part now. Because once you get the acceptance, like I said, I would say, probably once you use a better but you, you're over majority of the badness of what you've been going through. Yeah. So you're not thinking of these, I want to kill myself. You're not thinking of, oh, I, need, I just want people to leave me alone, don't touch me. Now you're feeling better in yourself. You're feeling now I can accept um, moving forward. And then now you can kind of see some kind of 
light at the end of the tunnel if wanting to use better words for that. So what I'd like to say as well, now that we've touched on the seven stages of grief um, and the acceptance and the hope towards the end as well, is Ruggs, I've got a question for yourself and yes. one for yourself as well, Zen. So uh, we'll start with Zen first, actually. Ladies first, you know, because the horsemen are all about, all about being respectful. <laughs> so um, what would you say to someone that's going through grief right now and if you're able to have that communication, what's one thing you could say to them? I would say, this is coming from a place of someone that grieved from a young, very young age, it's just that um, it's probably taken me like 20 years to actually coexist with the pain that will continue to be with you on this journey. But as long as you and yourself can understand that that concept alone, that it is a journey and that it's never going to be over, you will always be prepared for, for life in general. That's just, can't say it much better than that. Yeah. Rugs, how about yourself? Um, I would say the worst public part of losing somebody is remembrance. Mm. Why I say that is the remembrance part is um, over time when you're going through the fact, obviously we can't give you a time scale. Yeah. As Zen says, it's took her quite a long time to get over what she went through. Um, and I, I totally understand it um, and it would be the same for myself. Um, what I would say is the forgetting part mm. of the person because if you haven't got pictures, your mind does switch off remembering the face. So my philosophy was sometimes with people and they want that person back in their life um, where they can't understand it is close your eyes, sit there and close your eyes that person will come back to you. So to anyone that's listening right now, if you have grieving, if you're going through a grieving stage, just close your eyes and just remember, that person, as Rug said. That person will be there for you. So if you're thinking that you're forgetting the person, if you haven't got pictures of the person to remember them, you need to learn this trick what I learned because I was the part of not seeing them again, is close your eyes and then they'll be there for you. As we say today, as we're on about with the acceptance diet, acceptance and the hope, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be instant happiness. I just want people to understand that part. It doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily straight away. It's as we say, it's going to be over a period of time. Yeah. So today, if you thought that we've sounded a bit low, I am going to explain it because of Ramadan and people are fasting today. <laughs> so we do have to explain that. So if we sound a bit low today. It's because of Ramadan. I'm not a Muslim, but I have been trying to practice to help with my colleagues and my co-presenters to understand understand their culture and understand them. Because, like I said, it's all about talking, it's all about communicating, and it's all about understanding, first and foremost. Because without the understanding, we can't move forward. If you're going through the um, grief, it's about understanding as well, to get acceptance and hope to move forward from there so if today subject that we've spoke about you would like to speak to us where can they find us they can find us at horseman for questions at gmail.com so that's horseman one word horseman and yes. the four is a numeric number four questions oh. at gmail.com and just a quick one as well so if you're if you're working for the media or if you've got your own media outlets 
Or if you felt disgruntled by this podcast and you, you don't agree with what we said, or agree with some of the comments we made, contact get in touch us. with us. Get con- I, I implore you, contact yeah. me so I, we can have some dialogue with yourself. This is why we've done this, is because we need to communicate. I believe, I know so much sitting here. Fans believes you know so much. Zen knows so much. But you know who not, knows the other 20%? It's you. You need to contact us and let us know because you're part of the community, you're part of the conversation, and I can guarantee you, people that's listening in, you've got a lot to offer. You've got a lot maybe to want to put us in our places, which we implore because it's the part of the process. So, um, Zen, I would like to ask you something. If Because of this episode today, and it is a very episode that is very touching, heartfelt, conversation where is some of the places because we give our advice of where you can go could you please give some of these people that are wanting this help and this support and they don't know where to turn to because i says we live in a community people don't know about something you've got elderly people going through things they don't know how to use the internet they don't know about technology so they have to suffer in silence and this is why we've done this podcast so people have got to suffer in silence where could they get some help from yeah, so just uh, just to say that if you want to pick up on any other points before I go on to the charities that help, um, you can usually find a charity for a lot of issues and a lot of people don't have that willingness to do that. So do just search any issues you do have in Google and put a charity within Birmingham and they, there's a lot out there, but specifically for grieving is Cruise, so that's C-R-U-S-E and they're a bereavement service for the whole family. Um, if not, you've got Winston's Wishes who actually help children specifically that are grieving. And also to finish off, we've got Edward's Trust who also help an entire family and the, and friends as well. They actually help friends who are going through the grieving yeah, process. Yeah, because friends too. is part of the grieving process because it doesn't necessarily got to be your brother, your sister, it's something I'm on about loved ones. So loved ones means absolutely anybody yeah. you love. It's not just about friends and family. Because what people need to understand, if it was, example, my child, and my child's got a friend, I can guarantee as much as I'm grieving, the friend's grieving. You've seen all these things at schools, and the school kids died, and then they've had the school friends, they've had to go through mm-hmm. grieving, they've had to go through counselling, because these people that are doing these things today need to understand the destruction they're causing for the family and the friends. It's a knock effect. Yeah, if they think that they're going through destruction and they're feeling it because the judges have locked you up or whatever, no, it's all round. Everybody's going to feel this loss. Everybody's going to feel this stress. So if you as a person that took that person's life, you have just now committed to the brother taking his life. You have 100%. now just committed to the mother taking her life and the sister taking her life. So this knock-on effect yeah. is not good. So what I would say is if you do need that help please go to cruise please look for wisdom wishes for children please go to the edward trust if you would like to speak to us sincerely about something because you believe we could probably talk and help you we have got information that could help you contact us we'd be more than happy to talk to you if we can give you some help going forward and some stability and some structure going forward to help you that's what we're about. That's why we opened podcast of the Four Horsemen. We That's didn't it. open it just because we wanted to be rich or we wanted to do something. We've done this for our community because we're sick and tired of seeing what's going on in our community and in our world. 
six hours. And just to touch upon that as well, no topics are off limits. So if there's any topics you want us to discuss or you think you know will be thought provocative or will get people listening or you want to hear, get in touch with us. Let us know as the listeners. You know, as the listeners and subscribers, you are what we need, and we are here to help each other. So if you've got a story you want to tell, if you've got a topic that you think is close to your heart that you want to discuss, tell us. Let us know. And no topics are off limits. Don't be in the world like we're trying to say. We're trying to change it. Is everybody's in this bubble? Don't be in the bubble. Help somebody to help yourself. So example, you walk down the road and the old woman fell on the floor. And she hurt herself. What are you? Are you a person that walks by? Which is the bystander effect. Because we're living in a bystander effect where people can see what's True. going on, but they don't want to help, and they don't want to do nothing, and that's what we're living in. So I don't want people to be in this bystander effect. I want people to contact us. If you need support for something, you don't know where to turn, we know. Contact us. Where can they get us, please? You can find us at horseman4questions at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. I can't, I can't knock on it more. If you guys have anything to discuss or talk, if you're going through anything, get in touch with us and let us be that platform. And don't let us be that voice. Yeah, please do that. And don't forget also, even when you're going through grief, like I says, you do need food for the thoughts. You need to contact LA Gains and help you out going forward as well. Exactly. So anybody that's sports-minded, anybody that just wants good eating, you know, a positive attitude begins with positive eating. The mind's got to eat. Remember, the mind is a powerful thing. So what you're putting in is what you're going to get out. So hit up LA Gains UK on Twitter, on Instagram. Sorry, not Twitter. Uh, jump on Instagram with LA Gains UK. And you can find out all the information you need. Give them a DM. Give them a message. Have a little look. You can view other people's stories. You can have a look at other people that are taking it as well. Yeah, go just go, if you need us and you can't get to there, just go on our site. All the information is going to be there for you going forward, first and foremost. Yeah, and I'd just like to add that I'll be covering the comment section on our podcast and our Podbean. So if you do want to just uh, send a message through there, say hello. Anything you want to say you want in the comments, I'll be covering that. So you yes. can talk to me. So even if there is somebody you wanted to talk to because people have gained, what it is, we all do something to help the podcast and we all help do something to help the community. One person can't do everything on their own. It's never, never happened unless your name's God. I don't think it is. So <laughs> what you need to do is contact us. We do, Zen does all of the feedback. She's the secretary, if you want to call it. She's the one with all the best information, even though we've all got information. I do with all the marketing sites and all that, and Fad deals with all the sponsors. So we all do something to give something back. But like I said, contact Zen. If you didn't want to contact Zen, contact me. If you didn't want to contact me, contact Fads. We're That's always going to be here to help you. We're always going to yeah. be here to give you the advice that you need going forward. We're always going to be here even just for somebody to talk to because like I keep telling everybody, sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. That's all it yeah. is. And if you're in the music world and you can't reach any of us, get out to Lubo. Yeah, <laughs> jump on his page, say Lubo, what are these people playing now or whatever and get in contact with Lubo. We're here to promote. I've got some um, young artists, com up and coming artists who are trying to break in. So I'm helping them with their campaign to help them break in. I um, listen to their stuff and it is absolutely brilliant music that they do they're not supporting any crime they're not supporting no violence they're not supporting swearing or anything like that 
they're just trying to get forward. So first and foremost from myself, as we're closing off for today's episode of Grief and the Seven Stages, my name's Ruggs. I would like to say thank you for listening and we're off now. Thank you for listening again. Thanks for having me and I'm really excited to join this journey. What's your name? Then. Thank you. And Don't uh, forget it. Yeah, that's it. Don't forget it. So you won't forget Rugs. You won't forget Zen. I hope you guys don't forget me. Um, so obviously I'm Fads. You can find me at horsemanforquestions at gmail.com. And listen, guys, any topic that you guys want us to talk about. I know going back at um, a few earlier episodes, a paranormal episode picked up quite some quite some uh, viewings and people wanted to get involved. We're more than happy. And it's not just the paranormal episodes, not just the grief episode. Any episode that you guys want one, well, any topic you guys want to be an episode, get in touch with us and we can make that happen. Rugs? Um, and I would like to sign off with saying all these campaigns, like I said, we're not getting anywhere. Please contact us. Let's all work together to try and change the world we're living in, the communities that we're living in. Um, a big shout out going out to Operation Shutdown. A big shout out going to YouTube, Shutdown YouTube. A big shout out going out to on Facebook, you can find them. It's a campaign called Enough is Enough, ran by a nice woman called Tracy. All the feedback you can get on our Twitter page. Just type in, um, going to our YouTube page, you'll find it. Going to our Twitter page, you'll find it. But the first places you'll find it is by going on to our sites. You won't see it on the app. You do need to go on to the PC and go on the PC site of it all because you know you've got an app that gives you so much information. But if you go on the big one, which we're going to be putting down later, and after just click on it, it will give you all the information you need to know about what we, what sponsors we've got, what we're doing, what things campaigns we're promoting, what we're doing ourselves in the background, and what you can get for the community if you're struggling money wise or anything like that that can help you to eat, help you to receive something please do that. So I'm going to say once again, bye from me, Rugs. Bye from me, Zen. And thank you for listening and goodbye from me, Fads. And goodbye. If you haven't caught in our other topics, please check them in. Once again, bye from Podcast of the Four Horsemen.